www.rumblingrumors.com presents Rumbling Reality, the podcast for real wrestling fans, body slams, and a chair shot to the ears. Here's your host. Oh uh, yeah, that, that would be Travis whistling in the middle of the intro. Welcome everybody, I'm Ramsey. I'm Sharon. And I'm Travis the Whistler, apparently. He never learns, I swear. God. <laughs> Alright guys, first thing I want to talk about is the man that's too hot to handle, too cold to hold, macho man Randy Savage. What do you that was think? good. I know, I know. I've been working <laughs> on that. What do you guys... Have you? It shows. <laughs> Thank you. Who do you guys want to see induct him? I've been thinking about it. Everybody probably wants Hogan. Dude, they, they've already announced it. Oh, really? Yeah, Hulk Hogan's officially the oh. one. When was this announcement? Monday night. Monday night. Announced this Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> I, I knew he was being yeah. inducted. I didn't know he was actually, the Hulk Hogan was the inductee. Yeah, yeah they, they announced that right after they said Savage was going to uh, keep oh, the Hall of Fame. Oh, man, I had like a 10-minute topic I want to talk about. Never mind. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes, you know, it's live. And as the old philosophy goes, nothing can go wrong when it's live, <laughs> even if it's pre-recorded. <laughs> That's true. Right. <laughs> okay, to the next topic. This just came out last night. It's it's not really a spoiler because it's already on Twitter from El Rey Network. Alberto Del Rio has now joined Lucha Underground. Exactly. Yeah, and I actually learned about that. I learned about that through WWRumblingRumors.com, which you can surprised. check out all the information. Wow, that's that's awesome, man. Good. First. <laughs> yeah, did not even know that until I woke up this morning and checked it. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Good, I'm glad you learned something from your own freaking site. <laughs> hey, you know what? It, we're all starting out, okay? It's a starting <laughs> process. That's true. So what do you guys think about it? you think it's actually going to do like a long-term run, be successful at it, or what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think actually it's I think it's a good fit for it. And I think it's going to be good for the, the Lucha Underground organization and company as a whole. I mean, Alberto Del Rio made his name down in AAA in Mexico. Alberto Del Patreon. Yeah, yeah, now I guess that's what we should call him now, Alberto El Patron. Yeah, there you he, go. Uh, you say it better. Yeah. <laughs> I even added that, that bad accent in there, too, so hopefully that wasn't too bad. But, uh, yeah, I think it kind of just goes back to his roots. So I think he's going to be a good fit for them. Yeah. What do you think about it, Sharam? Even I think it's good. I think it's yeah. I was I was a fan of his when he was you know in WWE. So I, mean, I kind of miss him being there. So I mean, he's a great talent. You know, he'll he'll add you know to the brand. So hopefully, he I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're basically going to cover rumors and crap the first whatever, and then we'll talk about you know stuffs going on in WWE this week. How about rumor slash news now? Tough Enough is coming back, which I am if excited. It, me too, and I've already made the declaration that if they work it to where you can audition for it, I am going to audition for that season. But from those rumors and spoilers, if we want to call them that, 
they have indicated that there's going to be a little bit of a, a shakeup with the show concept. So we'll see how that goes. They said the show will have a completely new format with live elements mm -hmm. that will truly make this event television. And I was actually going to yeah, ask that... guys, what do you think? You know, you want to see this time around. Sharon, anything different you want to see happen on this Tough Enough compared to the old Tough Enoughs? I mean, I like I like the you know the old story of you know the unknown, the, the kind of nobody you know has a chance to you know take advantage of one of the you know most greatest opportunities of, of the world, being a WWE superstar. But I mean, they can just have maybe change the concept into more of like maybe more competition based, you know, because I would like that. you know the original. You know, the original Tough Enough was just mainly, you know, mainly, you know, taking bumps and being superstars up until your way of becoming a winner. So maybe if they're changing the format, maybe they still could do, you know, select a few unknowns, maybe have some indie guys, you know, in there as well. But just maybe just have you do, like, you know, cool. obstacle courses. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Jeff. What? Oh, no, you're fine. I, uh, I remember when they were uh, originally going to relaunch the Tough Enough brand, which – you know, we saw they did the, the Tough Enough on USA Network with Stone Cold as the host. Um, and a lot of WWE executives backstage, just in case anybody is unfamiliar, uh, they weren't happy with the way the show was presented, strictly because of how Sharon put it in the beginning. Tough Enough was based around guys who were unknown, you know, yeah. guys and girls that were complete unknowns that were fighting for a contract into the WWE and but that's kind when of they relaunched it, mm -hmm. it, it is. But when they relaunched it back on the USA Network, they actually had a bunch of indie guys. There, or I won't say a bunch, yeah. but they did have a few indie guys that were already known that were on the show. And a lot of WWE executives did not like that because of the fact some of the guys have already made their name. Like, yeah. for instance, uh, there was a contestant on there by the name of Matt Cross. He, mm -hmm. he had already established himself on the independent circuits. He even was talking to CM Punk on one of the episodes backstage. So they weren't really thrilled about that. And then they said that in a release on the network, when they watched the network, was they were just going to have it focus around a select few NXT guys to see who would eventually get to the main roster. I'm with, I'm with Sharon. I would like them to go back to what it originally started yeah. as. Complete yeah, I, unknowns I like, yeah. and audition for it. I mean, all the complete unknowns, to me, sounds better than guys that have already know how to wrestle, done it for years. Because when you throw them in tough enough, I mean, there's not really much you can show the televised audience that are, you know, watching how, did these, how are they going to become a wrestler, how are they going to take bumps. They've already done all that. So basically, they'd just be teaching mm -hmm. them like, how to do storylines better and all that stuff. I would, I would really yeah. like it if we did half, like, newbies and, like, half, you know, people that have been in it for a minute. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. I do too. And I mean, and for those that are unfamiliar with the original Tough Enough concept, uh, WWE has started releasing the original Tough Enough series um, yes. that was on MTV to begin with on all. the WWE Network, mm -hmm. yep, which you can get the WWE Network for just nine ninety nine. Yes, sir. Oh, I know. I'm shameless plugs. I'm shameless plugs. Leave me alone. Oh, next one. It's a rumor slash now official news. Kevin Nash's case was dropped, you know, within the week, and then WWE decided to bring him back on Raw reunion. We reported, um, like I think it was last week or sometime, that 
Kevin Nash actually wasn't going to be a part of it because of his, you know, uh, the case with his with his uh, son. Yeah. He got in a fight this, with McCurdy. Yeah, the domestic assault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see. Right now, this is, these are the advertised people for the Raw reunion. You got HBK, Ric Flair, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hogan, the guys that are rumored are Jimmy Hart and Billy Gunn, which is crazy exciting. <laughs> but who do you hope to come back tomorrow? Like, uh, Road Dog, I think, should also make an appearance, too, with Billy Gunn. Gunn. I, I'd like to see that. I think it would be kind of cool to have a – a run-in segment with the New Age Outlaws and the Outsiders. I think that'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. Sean, anybody uh, you want to see? Well, I mean, the main guy I'm looking forward to seeing is, you know, Ric Flair. But um, outside, of, outside of Flair, um, it's always nice to see Piper. So hopefully maybe Piper can be there. But, um, I mean, they pretty much Goldberg. already... Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are, are, we, I mean, are we talking honestly, about, are we talking about hopes and dreams here? I mean, because that's what <laughs> right. we're really thinking. Hey, <laughs> you know what, though? Recently, I think it was two days ago, he has openly stated that he is in the best shape of his life. This is on a, a Miami Herald interview. It's a famous <laughs> He actually uh, said that he is really ready to come back for WWE run, and he's in the best shape of his life. And he actually said, like, he would never think he would ever say that again, but he's actually, he probably has something to promote, but still, <laughs> he said he'd like to do another yeah. match. Which I think would be cool, because yeah. I think his main motivation behind it now is, uh, as he's, he's stated oh. for a few years, no, no, actually it's not the money. Oh. He uh, he's, he said strictly he would want it to be so that his son could see him wrestle, because his, oh, yeah, his yeah, son never got to see him wrestle. So I think that'd be oh, cool. Okay. I, 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 I mean, Goldberg, uh, I had to, believe it or not, I had this debate with somebody just about two nights ago. Wasn't um, go, uh, no, it was not you. It was, it was somebody else who was claiming that Goldberg was the best wrestler of all time. Um. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to go into that full conversation. That was, I kid you not, it was 15 minutes of sometimes just wow. thinking, okay, you, I was like, you know, this guy is kind of stuck in '98, but okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I respect his opinion. Goldberg, Goldberg had his time, but he definitely was not the best wrestler in the world. But at the end of the day, he still left his mark in in the '90s with WCW. So I, I think it would be cool to have Goldberg come back for at least one more match. All right. Let's see. The other official news thing goes yesterday. Let's see, Jeff Hardy, Gail Kim, Mark Andrews, Kenny King, Awesome Kong all sign new contracts with TNA. I don't know if Good. that's a benefit, but it's going to help Destination America, I'm sure. Cause they, this whole this whole resurgence for TNA on Destination America, I think, is going to be good good business yeah. for them. I think it's really helpful. I mean, it, it will. I think, And I think it's all part of rebranding, because I think, I think TNA started to notice that they needed to go back to the drawing board. And and I think now they're starting to do exactly what they should, and that's focused on a lot of homegrown talent. Because their champion right now, yeah, maybe Bobby Lashley, but he was just coming off of the feud, as I mentioned on last week's episode, with Bobby Roode, who was a homegrown talent. So I think I think it's going to be good for them overall. TNA is... TNA is looking and shaping up to be a, a good competition. They're going to be a good alternative, like much like Ring of Honor is to WWE. 
And that was the short edition of TNA Quarter with Travis. Okay. <laughs> Let's. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch the more recent episode. I've had a couple of things come up. I haven't been able to oh, catch the new episode yet. So. Okay, that, that that finishes up the rumors and all that stuff. Let's go on to the questions. All right, let's go to Sharon. We're going to go to questions now about WWE this week. What do you think Daniel Bryan's chances of winning at the Rumble actually are with so many big names? And Travis C., I'm talking about the Rumble a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I think his chances have uh, greatly improved now, especially after um, you know, what I saw you know, this past Friday at the, the, the house show and yeah. you know, what, he displayed, what he displayed on Raw. And SmackDown, I think he has a great chance of winning. I, I would say maybe ninety, ninety-five percent. How did you mm-hmm. feel in the crowd? You could tell the the crowd perceived him pretty well when you were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as the music hit, you know, the crowd was buzzing. You know, the yes movement. You know, it, it was great, man. Just my first time ever, you know, seeing him, you know, live. I mean, the boys are really rough. I mean, I'll see them on television. No, that's my. I mean, I haven't went to a live event in probably you know maybe nine years. Oh, but that was my first oh, time ever seeing. That's been a while. Then. Yeah, that was my first time ever. That's a, that was my first time ever seeing Brian live. Oh, okay. You know, um, you know, there were some you know some superstars that I have seen like the Big Show and Kane, um, but Brian definitely stood out to me. He, st- he definitely stood out to me. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I think I've, I can't imagine I guess, how many Raw Smackdowns and I went to WrestleMania twenty five. I've been to so many things I can't count anymore. <laughs> sure, Travis. Yeah, it's kind of we just kind of lost track. <laughs> okay, Travis. Yeah. You always want to talk mm. about NXT. Who will mm. be the next rising star from NXT to go to Raw or SmackDown? It's a loaded, loaded question. <laughs> um, you know that's that's a, that's a good question because I I honestly think WWE's got a good crop of talent down there. I mean, it's it's. It's yeah, almost a who's who of who I think. Who would really be like a standout guy that could actually cross brands within the next year? This. Okay. Um, I think there's actually two guys. And I say that because I'm fans of both of them. Don't uh, say well, actually, really. no. As a matter of fact, I actually scratch that. I think there's three of them. Um, Sami Zayn, who's the champion right now. If, if you've never seen Sami Zayn wrestle, even back in his Ring of Honor days as El Generico, um, you're, you'll be in for a treat for those that aren't able to catch NXT on the network. Um, once he finally debuts on the main roster, he's he's gonna make an impact. I can I can see that. No um, impact, pun intended. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think the two other guys to be very observant of is uh, Kevin Kevin Owens, also known as Kevin Steen. Uh, yeah. He's a big guy. He's he's. He's pretty much a WWE prototype. I think he's got a lot of a uh, Bray Wyatt characteristics and the fact that Man, he's a big guy. If the hardcore division was still around, he should be the one to bring it bring it back. Uh, to an extent, I think. But again, unless you've ever seen Kevin Steen wrestle, he uh-huh. is not a he is not a hardcore guy. He is yeah, not a stuff he he's, does. he's a wrestler. He is yeah, a straight wrestler. He does wrestle. I I, I honestly think uh, Kevin Owens can do very well. Wrestler doesn't mean you can't wrestle. It's just the last few instances of the hard. No, no, I, I, yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I think while I, I can see where you're coming from, where if they ever brought back a hardcore division, which once again we'll just go hopes and dreams on that one. Yeah. But uh, uh, I think, I think a lot of people will be very impressed with Kevin Owens when he hits the main roster, and then 
finally, without a shadow of a doubt, if WWE does not oh, back this guy mm-hmm. whatsoever, I will be severely disappointed. Yeah. Finn Balor. Oh, I mean, yeah. he. I love Finn Balor. Finn Balor is the total package. He he brought Flash and Flair to New Japan Pro Wrestling before he ever walked into the WWE, and he's he's bringing those elements to the WWE as well, which we all know WWE is about the story. They're all about the presentation. Oh, yeah. Finn Balor's guy. Finn oh, Balor is, he's he should be in NXT for maybe only a year, and then he should already be on the main roster. If he's not, I mark my words, if he is not on the main roster by the end of the year, WWE is going to miss an opportunity. All right, Sharon or Travis, any questions you have for either of you guys or me? Yeah, um, here's here's a question for Sharon actually, because uh, I told I told Ramsey right before we started re- uh, recording today that I just sent in a, a a a new article that will be posted later on Rumbling Rumors, and it actually did have to do with Ramsey's question in regards to you towards Daniel Bryan. Between the two, we know that WWE higher ups want Roman Reigns to win the Rumble. And obviously we can see that Roman Reigns has a good fan following or is starting to achieve a good fan following. But do you think Roman Reigns should be the one to win the Rumble or do you think Daniel Bryan should be the one to win the Rumble? If you had to choose between the two. If I had to, if I had to choose between the two? Um, right. If those, if those were your two picks, if you were a WWE executive and somebody came up to you and said, who do you want to win the Rumble this year, Brian or Reigns? Who would you want to win? Uh, Brian. Brian. I think it, it, it makes the more logical sense. I just I feel just based off, you know, Mike's skills, I mean, Roman Reigns is not ready. You know, even no. though he did get a huge pop, you know, he got a huge pop, you know, when I saw him Friday night. But just based off of what I've seen, I don't really feel like he's ready to put, you know, to put him in that. That's a lot to ask for, you know, a main a main event championship match at the biggest pay per view, you know, of the year. That's a lot to ask for, and if you can't talk on the mic, I mean, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. And I just feel right. like, you know, Daniel Bryan's story, you know, is so great. You know, outside of you know, outside of you know, Seth Rollins having you know a good you know twenty fourteen, Daniel Bryan was hot before he got injured. Yeah. You know, so why don't you just pick up you know pick up where you left off? I mean, it's not like you know, you know, he left due to personal reasons, or he left. You know, he left because he had a career-ending injury. You know, yeah. outside of the career-ending injury, you know, he pretty much had WWE Universe in the palm of his hands, and he still does. Mm-hmm. So why not continue going with your hot hand? You know? Sorry, I completely yeah, agree. <laughs> you'll you know, you'll like the article then that that I wrote. Then I think you'll be a big advocate of it when you read it. <laughs> I know that's the thing. That's one of the things that really kind of worried me about, you know, the creative process because, you know, there's been a lot of hit and misses, you know, lately. I still remember. I don't. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was last year. It was when Randy Orton was champion, and Cesaro. Cesaro got a clean, a clean victory over Randy Orton. Oh yeah. And then they didn't do anything with it, and they didn't do anything yeah. with it. And it's kind of like, if you're a creative, if you're a creative team. And you, you know, you see a superstar that's getting, you know, that's getting heat or that's getting, you know, fanfare. Just go with the hot hand instead of just forcing a superstar down our throats. You know, give oh, yeah. us, you it's know, who, who we feel could be, 
It is, it, and and that's the sad part. To uh, Sharon's point, it it is all about politics, and I guess who the WWE point. thinks is better. It's like they they think they know what's best for business. You know, pun intended on that one. But uh, it's it's truly. I don't think the WWE really does pay attention to the fanfare. People love Cesaro. People love Dolph Ziggler. You know, people like like Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan, like right. I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you, Sharon. I think Daniel Bryan of everybody should be that because, as I even say in my new article, I honestly think that they need to have the WrestleMania main event be Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. It was supposed to be the main event I, for I SummerSlam. I do because I it, mean, was, it was Daniel going straight Bryan with the authority. Is such a technical wrestler that it would make mm-hmm. him look stupid in front of Brock because Brock can't pull off selling technical moves. I mean, maybe submissions. Uh, quite the contrary. I think he can, though. Yeah, if you go and look stuff, back at some of those classic matches with yeah, Kurt Angle, going he back, can. Yes, going back. But if you want to think about the year or two years he's been back now, he hasn't showed he can take any technical moves and make him look good. All of his moves and all of his fights have all been like, powerhouse slams and all yeah because look who they book him with yeah look who they book him with triple h big show john cena the one match he had with cm punk quite frankly i think is the best match since he's been back probably that's one of the better ones yeah i would i mean i would say i would say that would that wouldn't be you know a bad match but only do that if he resigns you know, yeah, if, uh, if a main point. event match, if it, you know, if it's a main event matchup and it's a matchup that you know we're going to remember ten years down the line, I would, mm-hmm. I would more so go with it. Just put the two hottest guys in the ring in the main yeah. event, and that would be Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins. That, actually, know, I would two, prefer to see that one probably than more than Brock Lesnar or any other things I can think about because they're both technical. Seth Rollins is a is a great heel right now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best. That's one of the best ones I think right now. Yeah, th- you know, and yeah, I that's think what I'm saying. You're credit- putting, you're putting yeah, your you're best right. face. You know, you're putting your best face against your best heel right now. Yeah, that's what should and be. That, and that's what you want. That's what you want for your biggest show. But I mean, honestly, though, I think still coming from it, which this is my whole thing with the Lesnar comment and why I think Brian and Lesnar should be the main event is because. Yeah, again, this was, it was originally slated for SummerSlam to begin with, and it was all part of the story of the authority trying to take down the Yes movement. You know, And what better way to still encapsulate that? Because let's face it, they're still kind of, in a way, WWE's picking up where they left off with Brian, which they should, with yes. Triple H yeah. trying to keep him down and all that. Absolutely. What better story? I mean, WWE is all about the story. So it would still be the ultimate underdog story, and this would be the ultimate challenge for Daniel Bryan. Could he conquer Brock Lesnar? What you talk yeah. about drama, David versus Goliath? That's it. This is what yeah. WWE is probably going to do. I feel like they're going to. I mean, if you watch Raw a little bit this last week, I just feel like they're going to make like Seth Rollins turn on Brock Lesnar more, and then it's going to make Seth Rollins kind of a face-ish, like they always do. They mess up with their heels that they have a good run mm-hmm. and they're going to make, you know, uh, either Seth Rollins turn on Brock or hit him backstage, which they are. He already gave him a curb stomp, but still it kind of like doesn't make him a heel as much when you start attacking somebody like Brock Lesnar, who almost everybody sees as a heel. And that's just my, who my he is. No, and I, and I agree. And I'm with, I'm with Sharon. I'm with you guys and saying that Seth Rollins is hot right now. He's, he is definitely, I think, and even Edge uh, gave him props on 
uh, on an interview and on Twitter in yeah. front of the entire world. You know, they said the tor- he said torch is past. You know, mm-hmm. go go and do your thing, make an opportunity of it. And Seth Rollins definitely is making the most of every opportunity he's given, as he should. And I've said it. I've said it when he debuted with the Shield. I said it about Dean Ambrose, and I've said it about Roman Reigns. All three guys, at some point, sometime, will be champions. Period. Okay. Both, all three of them. Speaking of not, or speaking of not using somebody correctly or whatever, what do you guys think about um, them using Dean Ambrose? Do you think they're going about it the right way? Do you think they're using him correctly? Oh my god. Sure. Yeah. I think to an extent, I, I thought the I thought the whole uh, psychology or the therapist, the psychologist session that they had on Raw at first was kind of cheesy, but then it actually became real funny, and I thought that was good because it showed a comedic side for Dean Ambrose, which for character building that's great. That it oh, shows yeah. that he can be funny. So I, I thought that was I thought it went from being something that was going to be completely crap, and Dean Ambrose turned it gold. I think he did. I think he did excellent with it. You know, in in about a year and a half, his his character has done like three different, you know, <laughs> you know, evolution stages. You know, the Shield. You know, he was the you know he was the original talker. I mean, as far as like holding oh, the yeah. mic and and, yeah. and being the one that talked out of the group. And then when he defected, you know, when he left the Shield, then they went to like more of the psychotic, you know, unstable character. And now it seems like since, you know, the whole feud with him and Wyatt is over, he may now turn into the more now comedic, but yet still unstable. Crazy. So, yeah. Maybe he'll be the next and that's, Al and Snow. That's character building. Sorry. Oh, God. Don't, don't, that was an insult right there. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Comparing him to Al just, Snow? Come on. Hey, I hope was, not, man. When, I know. I hope not. Seriously. I just, when I was a young kid, I, just I loved think, Al I Snow. Mean, I just think with a with his uh, with a character of his that, that can be so unique, they they can do a better job with booking him. Yes, oh, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I mean, we can say that about we can say that about a lot of people. You know, I I think it's good for yeah. Dean with the way that he's gone and the way his characters have kind of uh, evolved through the time. Because as you know, I'm going to steal a line from Triple H here. In in the game of wrestling and evolution, you either adapt or perish. And I think just by him showing this comedic side to him he's adapting to his role while still being the lunatic fringe and the unstable force if you will speaking it's, of it's just making his character more uh it's it's building more character onto him it's making him more appealing to a gen- uh, to more of a broader audience and not just a stigma of the audience because now he's starting to right. get ovations for everybody yeah you know sure. he's becoming yeah. he's becoming like a jeff hardy everybody is loving Hell the yeah. yeah Okay, since we're talking about all three of the guys now, I'm not sure if I asked this question last week or not, but who do you think will last longer in WWE? Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, or Rollins? As like, as the character they are right now, or do you think they'd evolve and stay you know, high up there? Who do you think would last longer? Take it to Sharon. Um, I, think, I think the three will be you know, a powerful uh, you know, force, you know, for the WWE, you know, for the next generation. If That's only if one, they stay though. healthy. If you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, would probably last. One who would, test the time. You mean like one being like the main guy, or one? Yeah, well, just, either way, like somebody who would last. Who has the best being, longevity? Last, yeah, longevity, and who would last being at the top for you know, like John Cena or like a, you know, The Rock or Stone Cold. They were at the top, and they lasted long at the top. 
So being okay. like a main eventer, basically, is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, the I think the you know all three will be main eventers. It just depends on what you know what format you have them in. Because I mean, if you're just talking about you know Cena's run, then I think that that would be Reigns because they're already really grooming him to be you know the next top babyface. And I think Seth will probably maybe be you know in a Triple H kind of format to where he comes and goes as a heel, as a face. Mm-hmm. And I can see Dean Ambrose being more of, of an Austin character, you know, yeah. of, of a face, you know, more of a face than a heel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. anti-hero. You know, so I can see all three of them being, you know, made up as superstars for the next generation. But, you know, they'll probably be in that format. Because I can't really see, you know, Reigns, you know, being a heel. As much as I can see, you know, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose Honestly, being a heel. I think because Reigns isn't the kind of guy, he's really talkative, and if he doesn't get better, I think he'd be a better heel because he has that dominating factor to him, which, he, you know, he could be a better heel. You never know. I, I, you're right, I, but, I, I mean, like as of right way. now, I, I, you're right, but, I mean, as of right now, it just seems like they're putting all the eggs yeah, in the basket of making him, you know, the face, you know, the guy that, you know, we cheer for, so... I mean, you know, if they turned into a heel, I mean, I wouldn't be mad about it, but I could just see them kind of grooming, you know, because there were always there were always talks of Cena, you know, going back as a heel. Yeah, but, but oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, that's a lot. He's, to he's a mo- he's a money machine for them, man. Yeah. They're not gonna yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Now, I mean, he's so I mean, now he's so far into the game that there's no way you can turn him heel. But I mean, you know. In the middle of his rise, you know, there was always talks of him going back to Hill. But as we say, I mean, he makes so much money, you know, for the company. It's kind of hard to, you know, to turn away from that. Well, I'm going to answer my yeah. other question. Personally, out of all three, <laughs> the, out of all three of the guys, it's funny because the questions I ask you guys is the questions I think about myself. That's why, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know Travis is giving me crap because Dean Ambrose. I was never really on his bandwagon for the longest time. You can ask Travis. I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of him. But, you know, recently, like say the last couple of months, I've become more of a Dean Ambrose fan. Yeah, Seth Rollins is good, but I like Ambrose probably better of the three, at least. I think Dean Ambrose in the long run okay. is going to last. As a heel, uh, Seth Rollins is going to last. And Roman Reigns, the long term, I just can't see it working if they keep forcing him down our WWE Universe throats. And that's and that's my biggest feel right now is Roman Reigns has all the ability in the world, and anybody who doesn't believe that, <laughs> they're they're kind of they're kind of being in denial of that because Roman Reigns is he's very he's very good, and I mean I think he can only get better in the ring. We haven't really seen a lot of what he can do. Um, it's very limited at best, kind of along the lines of how John Cena started, um, but. I'm with you guys. I'm with you on this one, Ramsey. Right now, Roman Reigns being forced, it's only going to make things bad for him. And I say that because right. we we saw what happened last year with Batista. You know, they tried to bring Batista back as a good guy, and it just it didn't work. But see, Fans I weren't buying. Think that worked. It like worked to make him a heel again, which I think was actually. But that's, being that's good. what I'm saying. It wasn't. But it wasn't what WWE wanted. They but wanted to, to have, bring him back yeah, as a face. Yeah, but to and it was, like a heel, Batista's kind of been arguably a better heel than a face anyways. Exactly, but, you know, and he wanted to be the heel. He yeah. he himself yeah, said that, you know, that. you're trying to bring me back under these circumstances as if nothing ever happened. He said, the last time people saw me on WWE TV, I walked out. 
I yeah. quit. Uh, who, yeah. who, and why in the world are you going to cheer for a guy who just left the company and said, "Screw you, fans"? It makes no sense. But right. as we all are aware of WWE is not about making sense anymore. They're all about just catering to the casual fan as opposed to the long-term fans. Um, right. To okay. answer to answer your question though, Ramsey, yeah. in regards to who I think is going to be the long the longevity. I thought you guy, said Ambrose. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I agreed in the sense that Ambrose has oh. the ability, but between the three mm-hmm. it, at this moment in time, Rollins. honestly, yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins has the best yeah. main event slot that you could have, and he, he has it as a heel. A heel. He, he is just a more athletic, mm-hmm. and in yeah. my opinion, overall, he's just going to be a better version of Triple H. Yes, and you know me. Yeah. I mean, my favorite guys ever is Triple H. Triple H, Jeff Hardy, Jericho. But here's the thing, yeah. like as a main eventer, heels don't last as long in the spotlight as a babyface. Look at they don't. look at the history. I mean, even though Triple H was a top heel forever, he wasn't always the lead uh, intro to the sh- uh, show. Actually, that's not true. He wasn't always the. I was gonna end say the, the McMahon helps the era, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, that's why I stopped. They right. were the hottest thing going for a while. I'm saying like the end of the show or holding the title always, you know. Like as a I get what you're saying, kid. though. I get what you're saying as uh, Rollins making it as a heel. I think right now the spot he's in right now as the sellout, if you will, is great for him. Mm-hmm. And and eventually he is going to have that face turn. Everybody everybody does. Everybody's going to have that turn to be the good guy. And Seth the Rollins will have his turn, too. But right now, where he is and what his spot is, he's he's taken it and he's ran with it. And he's done it very well. I think I think, honestly, he... I wasn't a fan of him being the one to betray the shield. I always thought it should have been Dean Ambrose, but now hindsight's 2020. I think WWE actually did a, a good thing, making him be the one to turn, and he's he's done well with his his singles role, and he's only getting better. And that's the yeah. that's the main thing with everybody. If you're not getting better with your spot over time, which all three. All three Shield members have done well with their roles. Roman Reigns is probably, in my opinion, the only one who has kind of lagged behind a bit. Yes. But all three have done well with what they've been given. Yeah. Last question, and we're going to kick it off to the our little game. Um, how with, with the talk of all these new breakout stars this year, how long do you really think John Cena wants to stick around or, or is going to stick around as a full-time WWE wrestler. Oh, I think honestly he's about. I think he. I think he himself is actually almost done. You think so? And I, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the sense that I think he, the WWE, is going to tell him to leave. I think him, he himself realizes he's he's what thirty seven, thirty eight years old now. Yeah. Um, yeah. His body's his body's taken wear and tear, and he is bent over backwards for that company. If he was smart, and, he'd get out while he still has a body like The Rock did. I, I completely agree. In my opinion, I think Cena should at max, and some people are will disagree with this, but honestly, it's just an opinion. I think Cena should should look at maybe two more years long term, and then and then he. I think he would. I think he'd serve. I think he'd serve well as a part timer. Yeah. I think he should do two more years as a full time, and then he needs to switch to part time because he he's deserved it. Despite what, what anybody would like to think, he's deserved it. Sharon, what's your take? My uh, my take is kind of the same. I, I feel, but I only just feel like I think he'll go 
as far as the body, you know, allows him to. You know, I mean, he's done so much, you know, for Vince, so much for the company. Do you, personally, do you actually want to see him around longer, or are you kind of tired of him? No, I, I, I want to see him. I want to see him for as long as he can. Because I mean, I, mean, I know, you know, ain't like me. I don't yeah, want to see him end up like Hulk Hogan. Let me put it that way. Right. I don't want to see the. I don't want to see the man crippled. But yeah. the one thing that right. really stood out to me, you know, when I saw him, you know, at the house show, mm-hmm. is you know I've seen the Rock. You know I've seen the Rock live. I've seen Austin live. Yeah. You know, and I I remember I remember the pops that they got. And, you know they were you know they were enormous pops. But my first time seeing Cena, even after his music hit, you know. That was the first time that I could honestly say that I've ever really been in, a, in, a, in an arena mm-hmm. where, you know, a crowd makes so much noise, good or bad. Good or bad, exactly. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, and I think he, he is, you know, without a doubt, probably one of the few characters, you know, in the company that can carry, you know, an arena, regardless if he's wrestling or not. All you have to do is really hear his music mm-hmm. or his name, and you have, you know, maybe... You know, fifty thousand, you know, thirty thousand yeah, strong. That's, yeah, that's you get a, a, you get a reaction one way or the other. Yeah, that's exactly. a great point. I, yeah. I don't think there's anybody in the WWE who uh, elicits a reaction like he does. He obviously no, and, yeah. pops the most. And that's and that's and that was to Paul Heyman's point. Um, Paul Heyman was asked that very same question, and he even said it on on TV as well. You, know, you look at The Rock, uh, you look at Austin, and you look at Hogan. Hogan's Hogan's real real WWE run was what maybe maybe seven eight years mm-hmm. um the rocks was yeah. arguably three Austin's really? was arguably three huh. John Cena's been doing this now for over a decade yes, 12 years I remember actually him and saying this too and, and I mean John Cena has done it he and he started from the ground up he started out as a character who came in with no character yeah. Then he came in as the doctor of thugonomics, and everybody <laughs> liked. hated it. Oh, yeah, everybody hated it at first because he was a good bad guy, and then he just turned it into a character that everybody enjoyed, and then he just shot to WWE superstardom, and since he's carried that, that wagon for 12 years, nobody deserves more credit for carrying a company and being a figurehead like he has. Nobody deserves more credit than John Cena. Hulk Hogan even said that yeah. himself. Yeah. He, and and you know the reason, the, and the reason why you know I agree with that so much is that, you know, even though you know I have a lot of love for you know for Hogan and The Rock, I really feel like if you do have you know, who's who of, uh, of wrestling, who's who, like mm-hmm. who's the greatest, yeah. you know, I would even put you know Cena above Rock and Austin, just for I that fact. Honestly, you know, I would too. Now, not not how much I like him compared, but it, right. it's all around sense. Popularity, longevity, being there, um, merchandise even, sales, merchandise even sales, yeah, even I'm sure talking on the mic per hour or per minute, whatever he has more mic time than anybody too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I guarantee just, you every time just, he's like Bill Gates. Anytime he talks, he's making money. <laughs> Here's yeah, how it's I just nobody, no, it's just like no, no other superstar career kind of like parallels with with Hogan, but Cena. Well, yeah, that's, that's arguable. That's too. exactly right. No, so, I don't and, even think that is arguable. I don't because know. He, I think it. The Rock and Stone Cold, actually, Stone Cold. The Rock Cold and Stone Cold, they're 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 part of a certain they're part of a certain class, though. And I say that because guys like us who grew up in the Attitude Era, we look at Austin and Rock 
as like wrestling gods. Well, here's the but thing. when you Mer- look at the overall sales scheme, reflect merchandise sales reflect all over the world and Stone Cold true, right. and John Cena have the highest merch sales last time I checked even more than Hogan. But then again, back then there wasn't as much distribution and all that stuff like Hogan had. But but Hogan was true. also more looked like as a USA figure and a global standpoint Stone Cold wasn't a USA guy. John Cena's not like a USA guy or anything. Well, you know, whatever. But you know what I mean? They they have the highest merch sales which around the world, which usually means yeah. they're the highest wrestlers ever. Usually. Yeah, and I and I get and I get what you meant by that comparison there because yeah. back in the '80s, you know, everybody everybody was all you know uh, they were all anti or not. I'm sorry, not anti. They were all for the American way, and Hulk Hogan was all about you know. Let's let's face it, he did the three things: say oh, your yeah. prayers, eat your vitamins, and uh, never give so up. You know, he was oh. he was the epitome of that, and everybody got behind that. The '90s. That was the Austin time. That was the year, the decade of the anti here. Nobody liked seeing the typical good guy stuff. You had the sh- the air, the area of gray, the shade of gray. Now we're kind of back in that surgence for wrestling, where it's like a Hulk Hogan era again. John Cena is the Hulk Hogan of this era, but in my opinion, yeah. as apparently Hulk Hogan is, John Cena is better, in my opinion, than Hulk Hogan. All right, let's wind it down with a little fun game, of course. We got two words for ya. Let's and Sharon, it's two words, not just one. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, right. man, I had hey, to tra- give you hey, grief on you're that. You're making one. fun of Sharon, Travis. It's two words, not a thousand. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's start off with Travis Scott Hall. Uh, legend, or no, bad guy. There we go. Oh, that's a good one. Bad guy. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Chico. Okay, Yeah, Sean. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Booker T. Booker T. Legend and underrated. I will say spin a Rooney. Uh, Travis. <laughs> I mean, I got to I gotta get on on this, too. I keep wanting to get on on this. Uh, Travis Christian. Um, great and uh, sad. I say sad because yeah, I would have liked to see him have more of a send off yes. than oh, what, he, yeah. what he got. I love Christian. Uh, Curtis Axel. Sharon. Um, that's hard. Up and coming. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You think it's up and coming? coming? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess because, I, I mean, I love, his, I love his father so much. So, yeah. you know, Mr. You know Perfect, maybe. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. maybe maybe he can you know have a little bit you know of what his father had. So hopefully, so hopefully there's help there. Okay, Travis, when you're standing in a line, David Atunga. <laughs> uh, lawyer, <laughs> uh, lawyer, and I wish for more. I like I like him a lot, so I hope he. I do succeeds. too, and. I think his character was very underutilized. And I kind of like how he a played badass the look to him too. I like I like how he had the law, the lawyer gimmick. I think yeah. that would have been really cool to to really uh, push forward with. I'm not sure if we did this one last time or not, but this can also pertain to weekly if you want. Uh, Fandango. Um, I need to see more. <laughs> I just said that I need to see more. Uh, Kevin Nash, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Big, sexy. Period. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, uh, that's, that's my boy. I'm a Kevin Nash mark, man. Yeah, I like Big Kevin Daddy Cool for life. Uh, Raven. I should give this one to Travis, but I'll give it to Sharon. Raven, Raven. Great talent. Uh, let's see. Ray Mysterio. Travi. Tyler's favorite. <laughs> oh, God. That's a true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon. Joey Mercury. Joey Mercury. Um, poor security. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> poor security. <laughs> See, that's a good one. Um, uh, Travis, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, could care less. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No offense, Brutus. Sharon, uh, Connor from The Ascension. Um, Two words. Only thing that I would say is that can they just can they at least like fight like some real tag team? They what? You know, yeah, Randy, you're trying to can they at least like fight like some real tag teamers? Like can they? I mean, like some of those honestly, like some of those guys that they wrestled in the past couple weeks. I think oh, I could I probably know. be up there. God. Don't it's worry, we'll, we'll get it. I yeah, guarantee you, here in the next couple of weeks, they're going to be given a re- real opponents. Yes, I think so too. I think I, I think hope, this is just, I hope. I think this is just to introduce them to people. This this little you know complete jobbers you know destruction. I think it's just to introduce them to people. Let's see, like see. me, I would have went a different way. You know, I would have just had those guys just you know put them in the fire, like put them against you know Goldust and Stardust, or have them just go I, completely I after the Usos. Yeah, I would have too. But you know what? We're we think logical. That's <laughs> whereas <laughs> WWE does right. not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, Travis. Giant Gonzalez. One off. One off. Uh, Sharon. I'm sorry. He had one match with The Undertaker. That's all I can tell you. Uh, (laughs) Sharon. Doink of the Clown. Hey, they're wrestlers at one point. We've got to talk about them. Not amusing. (laughs) (laughs) And last one, Travis John Cena. Uh, respectable human. What the? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything else. I, oh, okay. I like John Cena. I, I think he's yeah. great. Pay per views. Travis never goes for him. I'm the only guy ever rooting for him besides Gabby. Oh, and I, I, I know George is. I know George is a big John Cena fan. Never mind. But, but what have I? What have I been saying over the last year? I, as sucks. much as I don't like, I know I have said, and I'll say this here again. As much as I may not like John Cena, the on-screen character, yeah. I like John Cena, the human. He is—he is a—he's he is a, yeah. a great guy. Period. Met a, I've met—I've yeah. seen him twice. I've had the, the pleasure to meet him. He's—he's he's always been about the fans, and he—he's got my respect as both a performer and a human being. All right. Well, this concludes another edition of Rumbling Reality. Go check out. Thanks, Triple H. <laughs> Go check out. Dragging out your words there. No. <laughs> Go check out daily <laughs> articles, news, breaking news at www.erumblingrumors.com. You got Travis going to post a new article sometime this day once I get some time to edit it. And then Sharon always posts every day or two. Raw Reactions is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, hold on. You didn't have the, you didn't do your Triple H signature, dude. What are you talking about? What do, what do I do? 
you got to do it like Triple H since you're kind of in that mood. WWE, uh, <laughs> oh, rumbling okay. rumors. I, I'm, uh, just glad you <laughs> I'm just glad you picked up on that. This was trying to do. I'll try to go every giving, week. I'll try I'm to go out. I'm giving you a gimmick, man. I'm <laughs> handing you the gimmick. Every week I'll try to go out with a wrestling persona, and you guys can uh, tell me which one it is. All right, guys. <laughs> As we like to say, till next time. There we go. All at once. Changing it up. See you guys next Sunday. Have a good one. The Royal Rumble edition. Oh, yes. Got to say, the Royal Rumble edition. We'll be talking probably mostly Royal Rumble stuff. We'll probably post it. I'll try to post it around 12 o'clock or before so you guys can listen to it before the Rumble. All right. Out of here. (laughs) Later. Bye.